in 3, 2, 1. Hi, I'm too hot to do math and too dumb to be on TV and not the other way around. I'm Jordan. Hi, I'm Gigi and I think I have a hole in my head that needs repairing. Hi, I'm David Thorpe. And if I were a transformer, I would turn into the most important invention of all time, the printing press. <laughs> what is up with this delivery, this Jonathan Frakes ass beyond belief bullshit? What are you doing? <laughs> it was the most important invention of all time, Jordan. What is it this made Peter Weller his ancient civilizations history channel bullshit that you're pulling? It made reading available to the common man. <laughs> what is this 60 minutes uh, filler segment ass thing that you're pulling right now? I bought a book this week, Jordan. <laughs> and now I'm a smart man. Ignore the fact you're out here out you're out here on that Garrison Keeler tip and I am not happy. I would very much not prefer to be compared to Garrison Keeler. <laughs> well you invited the comparison. You're reading books like a nerd. <laughs> White guys really look at printing presses and go like me. Oh my god, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so me, oh my god. <laughs> now I just want to be scrolling through That's it. me AF. I just want to be scrolling through Instagram and fucking is gonna post some shit like a picture of a uh, printing press with, oh my god, it's me. <laughs> it's a meme account on, it's a very popular oh, meme account on Instagram. That may or may not have also been paid by uh, Bloomberg to run campaign memes. <laughs> no free clout, Oof. though. We gotta censor the... Oh, yeah, no free clout. <laughs> no free clout. Am I gonna have to put a beep every time we said... We can just leave it in. Doesn't matter. Uh... <laughs> no free clout, though. You're right. Um, Welcome to Robots and the Guys, a career reading of Transformers <laughs> franchise from Generation 1 to Generation Now. This is a very, very boring episode <laughs> that we've had to, that we have to deal with today. It does. Uh, yeah. Is it the episode or is it just life right now? Or are we boring? <laughs> or is it us? We're very interesting and attractive in a very, con in a conventional <laughs> way. Yes, it's true. This is yes. <laughs> For example, I know I know that this is an audio medium, so I feel comfortable in saying this. I'm six foot four, and I have cascades of flowing red hair. I uh, have big old muscles, like the kind that you would go. Is that guy unhealthy? Was he a bodybuilder when he was six? Those kind of muscles. And a schlong that would make the Brooklyn Bridge blush. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I do have um, flowing red locks, actually. Yeah, so we, bo we both have flowing red locks. Uh, David, however, is bald. 
uh, just <laughs> like aggressively bald. I think someone just dropped a fucking like thing in the parking lot outside our apartment, and it made like the Law and Order sound like dun dun. I think that was someone locking their car. <laughs> Did someone's car make the Law and Order? Sound? Yeah, that makes sense. And the car goes like. Burp, burp. <laughs> Well, you know how Dick Wolf loves Chicago. Maybe that's Dick Wolf's car. Oh, shit. I watched a little bit of Chicago PD over the holidays when I was at home. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Shit's wild. I always thought it was kind of, like, messed up that, like, the shared universe of the Chicago series that Dick Wolf creates is called The One Chicago. And it's like, yeah, obviously, there's only one Chicago. Not just in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dick Wolf, you didn't need to, like, specify that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you think? Oh, sorry, I gotta cancel Chicago 2 now. Thanks, Dick Wolf. Chicago 2, cool Chicago. <laughs> um, Chicago PD is just, like, him desperately trying to make some Chicago cops, like, relatable. <laughs> It's not great. Um, anyways, the episode of the show that we do. Um, I didn't mind this episode all that much. You guys found it pretty boring? I thought it was cute. I dozed dozed off at about the halfway point. Mm. Wait, so did you actually see the ending? No, 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 no. I ran ran it back. Oh, okay, okay. But I, I... there was like, I, I I I couldn't get jiggy with this one. It's like this one. A lot of arbitrary shit happens. That's fair. Yeah, it did feel very, like, repetitive to me. Like it's just a replay of what's happened in episodes before, but like with different. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I'll give it to you guys. This and then they're like the dissect- the insecticons are in here for some reason. This episode really yeah. didn't have a hook of any kind, did it? Really didn't. Anyway, uh, it like every episode like leading up to this, most episodes kind of have like a it's another episode of Transformers, but now there's b- b- bugs. <laughs> this one did have the <laughs> bugs, but they weren't new. <laughs> yeah, oh. we've seen the bugs. We've seen I'm not the... impressed. I have a question. Um, so, maybe this will be a short episode of the podcast, but, uh, I got a question, then. Um, I got a question about Starscream and Megatron for y'all. Starscream's, like, a real, a real brat, right? Yeah. Yes. He's a real, he's a real little brat. He puts a lot of pressure on Megatron this episode. He, he really, like lays it down for him is that no is that what i mean no no like yeah he really does like is like you're you're such a fucking bad leader you need to take risks and shit Um, yeah he's like you have no courage um my question was do you think megatron thinks starscream's brattiness is hot do you think he likes his brattiness or do you think megatron likes finds punishing Starscream hot. I think punishing I feel like 
Megatron would prefer if Starscream was just a simp. Really? Cause... Because Megatron gets off on just the power itself and mm-hmm. lording it over. Um, the struggle for power doesn't actually interest him. It's just the possession of it, at least in my interpretation. Yeah, so I think he it, finds it all just annoying. The, the power struggle. Yeah. Well, do you think those two could be interconnected? Is that he finds Starscream's brattiness kind of, like, attractive in a way because he likes that ability to always lord power over Starscream? Because Megatron always gets one up on Starscream. He always has the upper hand. And do you think he enjoys his, like, brattiness because he knows in the end he always has the power over him? I don't know if he enjoys it, but, like, I think he definitely keeps Starscream around because he knows he can always, like, overpower him. Mm. Um, In spite of all his bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Starscream's a whipping boy to, to Megatron. Yeah. Do you think that uh, in his past relationship with Prime, that Prime that he was tried to use Prime as a whipping boy, and um, Prime just wouldn't wasn't having it. Or do you think that relationship was completely different, and there's not a real one on one one to one with Starscream there? It at least started completely different, mm-hmm. and I don't know if Megatron's like personality started to shift where he was taking his relationships in that direction with oh so you think megatron was maybe a different person when he started that relationship with prime or at least was acting different yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like he had to be (laughs) he had to have had something for prime to see something in him (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Part of me even wonders if part of Megatron's origin as this um, uh, as this power-hungry villain comes out of experiences that he had with Prime uh, in their relationship. Mm. Yeah. As a as a reactionary response. Because his relationship with Starscream is more of a reactionary response to his past relationship with Prime. Sure, because I think as we've established, right, like Prime has like um, has has a parental aura, mm-hmm. uh, and it tends to be, um, if we're honest, it can be a little like the scolding and the chiding can be kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, um, maybe that's oh, maybe that is why he likes Starscream is fucking. Prime was a bit fucking annoying in their past relationship, and Starscream is just not Prime in that regard. It's a different kind of annoying. He's a different kind of annoying, but he doesn't chide, he doesn't, like, scold. He'll fucking tell you if you're being... Starscream will at least fucking tell you if you're being, like, a a dipshit. He's straight up. Mm-hmm. There's there's no like passive aggressive scolding like with Prime. <laughs> it's 
It's just right. 100% aggression. It's 100% aggression, which, hey, it, is, it isn't healthy, but it is different. <laughs> um, fucking... Do you think... I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that Prime's reactionary response to being broken up with Megatron is that Prime is very much not on the market for anyone. <laughs> Yeah. He's very guarded now. Very mm-hmm. guarded. We've seen some tender moments with like Ironhide, but it's not nothing beyond like like maximum hand holding <laughs> or watching a sunset right. together. Prime is very guarded. <laughs> He's married to the game. How soon? <laughs> I hate that I just said that. I hate that I just said that. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Here, folks. <laughs> Man. Uh, I like heard that phrase on a YouTube video earlier today. <laughs> How soon after dating after breaking up with Prime do you think Megatron started dating Starscream? I feel like there had at to be like a year. Oh, you said like at least a year? I would say that there was like yeah. a three to four month period where he was just an absolute terror. Um, <laughs> and, and then like after like that particular season ended, he was like, all right, fine, I'll go back out there. You know, we don't, I don't think, I've never, okay, in all my fucking uh, obsession with this franchise, I don't think, I know how Starscream came into Megatron's life. You know, do you think with the breakup, Megatron, like, threw himself into this Decepticon bullshit? Like, he threw himself into his work, and then in that process, like, Starscream came into his life. Starscream was like, because apparently Starscream's a scientist, was like, I'm here ready to sign up, sir. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, maybe he wanted to, you know, get out of the lab. Maybe he was feeling, you know, inadequate because of, um, because of being around Jetfire, uh, who's mm-hmm. this kind of golden boy, uh, and Starscream's energy. Um, yeah. You know, maybe maybe it maybe it wasn't. He felt that it wasn't right for the science lab, and then he meets uh, he meets Megatron. Uh, at his at his lowest, uh, in in this fit of like contempt and resentment, and all of a sudden it feels like there's there's a partnership in their hatred. <laughs> Would this be after Jetfire was lost in the snow? Yeah, because Starscream lost Jetfire in the snow, or did Jet, yes. or, or, uh, or did Starscream lose Jetfire way before that, and it was just the snow that separated them. <laughs> Do you think Starscream intentionally buried him in the snow? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Starscream is the kind of... Out of... Yeah, out of resentment. Starscream is the kind of bitch who would be texting Megatron behind uh, Sky... Sky... Skyfire's back and then be like, instead of wanting to break up with him, just buries him in the snow. (laughs) That would mean that Starscream had been to yeah. Earth before the big war. 
which means that maybe Starscream has knowledge of the Earth that Megatron wanted to exploit oh, yeah. in their relationship. There's no Probably. doubt there's some ex exploitation on both sides of this relationship with Starscream and Megatron. There's no doubt. Mm -hmm. But specifically about Starscream's experiences on Earth. Mm -hmm. and among humans. I definitely think Starscream maybe exploited Megatron in their relationship to try to raise to some level of power before eventually trying to overthrow Megatron himself. For sure. Mm -hmm. There's no way that he got to head of the uh, Decepticon Air Force on his own as a scientist. He definitely got that promotion through his boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene in Siege where, uh, in Transformers Siege, where Starscream gets promoted to fucking uh, head of the Seekers, essentially head of the Air Force, and you can see in the background as Megatron's uh, promoting him, uh, Soundwave and Shockwave both put their head in their hands and, like, shake their head no. <laughs> and I'm like, it's maybe the best scene in the entirety of Siege, because it's actually funny. <laughs> Doesn't Siege give a little bit of lore into how uh, Megatron and Optimus met? Oh, uh, we just... I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a basic story that's kind of canonical for the lore, but it's no fun. <laughs> the basic story is that they... Or at least... At least in Siege is that Megatron was a gladiator and... Um, uh, Optimus Prime was a librarian, and they were both taught by the same um, spiritual leader uh, at the time about what, about, essentially, they were both taught by the same po political slash spiritual leader to overthrow this other alien race that was subjugating the planet. <laughs> but that's no fun. <laughs> It's fun to think of, uh, it's actually, I will say one element of that that's fun is imagining Megatron as a gladiator falling for a uh, library boy, uh, Optimus Prime. Yeah, that is, that's really cute. <laughs> Optimus Prime being a librarian is funny to me. Well, that was before he was, that was before he became Optimus Prime. You all don't know this. Mm. Optimus Prime got upgraded to being Optimus Prime. His real name is Orion Pax. Why did he change it? Was it too Jewish? <laughs> Optimus' real name is Orion uh, Pax. His name changed when he got the Matrix of Leadership, which is a thing that's in his chest. It's a glowy thing, has power, fuck it. It's a MacGuffin that pops up a lot of times in Transformers, but it also gave him... It also changed how he looked and made him Optimus Prime, but before that he was Orion Pax, and he looked different, too. Megatron's always looked like Megatron and always been named Megatron, though. Orion Pax, librarian at large. <laughs> um, hold on. Actually, I'll cut this part out, but I am going to show you guys a picture of Orion Pax, because it is very funny. Let's call him Ryan. Oh. Oh, 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 Ryan. <laughs> Auto packs. He literally looks like a teenage optimist. I hate this. No. Why does he look like he's a teenage footballer? 
Hold on, I'm sending uh, Jordan. Hold on, I'm sending you the picture of Orion. Don't worry. Okay. Um. Oh, sorry. Wait, does he look like he has experienced the epic highs and lows of high school football? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's uh, there's Orion Pax. Oh. He's got eyelashes. <laughs> He's got a mouth. <laughs> look at his like delicate got little it. nose. Del- uh, like a, a cute button nose, like full lips, like I know. <laughs> Could transitioning have saved her? Who is this like teenage heartthrob? This is wild. There's a full body picture of her. Stop! <laughs> Why does he look so compact? Body yadi yadi. Like. In the shoulders. Hold on, hold on. I'll send the full picture, <laughs> full body picture of Orion. Does it look right? There you go. There's, there's Orion Pax's full body. Look at this absolute unit. Why is her with the, his with arms the are too pack. short? That's it. Holy shit. He does have a built-in fanny pack. He's a librarian with a oh built-in fanny pack. He's got not a six-pack, but a four-pack. <laughs> A very long high waist with the biggest fanny pack you've ever seen. <laughs> um, thigh high boots. Does it actually? Oh my god! Does it actually change your guys' perception of the whole story now? Knowing that probably when they started dating, that guys, he's wearing the reality. Of what he's wearing is a leotard with long sleeves <laughs> and thigh-high boots with a fanny pack. And, like, a blue bob wig. Let's not lie, that's actually a good look. <laughs> oh, it's an incredible look. It's a fucking look. I'm, I'm loving it. Does that actually, does that change your guys' perception if you think back on all the times you thought about Megatron and Optimus Prime starting dating now that you realize you may have to imagine Orion Pax instead of Optimus Prime? Well, now that scolding behavior is e- sound and that chiding feels even more annoying now that I know that it's coming from this twink with the Crayola's 32-pack tw- fanny pack. <laughs> it does look like... Holy shit, it's the one with the sharpener in the back. I was about to say that. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh. Fuck. Now I want to go out and buy one of those. Uh, I don't know if this will be a surprising statement, but there are very few toys of Orion Pax. (laughs) Oh. Orion Pax is really funny because he doesn't look like he transforms into anything. <laughs> he just looks like a brick man. <laughs> Orion soft, Pax... W- soft brick boy. Orion Pax in his library was like, oh, transforming? I, I don't do that. <laughs> oh, I've read about it, sure. No, I've never done it. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> if I met the right person. What? <laughs> Me? No, I don't transform, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have a whole fucking like story with Mirage and Cliff Jumper to talk about, but I guess fuck no, that. No, we don't. We just have the last twenty seconds where they're gonna fuck. <laughs> I was about to 
to say. I have one yeah. note that's important to this, and that's um, is Cliffy, Cliff Jumper. I in on my notes I could just called him Cliffy. Cliffy. Is Cliffy afraid of his feelings for Mirage in this episode? Is that what this is? I don't think he's afraid. <laughs> you don't think he's afraid? <laughs> nope. In the end, he shows he's very not afraid. That last 20 seconds is a godsend. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Mirage, get off the table. Why? Throws himself over Mirage. Because I think I may have a hole in my head. (laughs) And then they proceed. I think he straddles him. I think. They're basically They roll off the table together in this, like, cluster yeah. of like intertwined and, like, limbs I think that Cliff Jumper was if not afraid of his feelings for Mirage felt like he couldn't trust Mirage for some reason and that's why this moment comes at the end is he finally feels happy and trusting Mirage with his feelings yeah, maybe this kind of represents the um, f- like fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Oh, for anyone who doesn't... To a point where it makes you like think that you don't like the person or like distrustful of them. For anyone who doesn't actively watch a 40-year-old kid's cartoon, this episode is predominantly about Cliff Jumper not tr- thinking Mirage is a Decepticon, and, but he's just fucking yeah, wrong. that's why it's called Traitor, because he thinks. He keeps calling Mirage a traitor. Um, anyways, that's all you need to know about this episode. <laughs> anyways, going back to the, what we were talking about, yeah, it's like, he's scared, or not scared, but it's about, like, trusting someone with your feelings and then at the end we get that moment of release of tension between them i think we can confidently say now that uh, that cliffy and mirage are dating jordan what do you think on that (laughs) i don't know if like they're dating but i do know that when i saw those last 20 seconds i felt very invigorated in the purpose of the podcast (laughs) right right we all did and i think it was such okay stepping behind the curtain here folks there's sometimes watching this show where i think there's sometimes watching this show where i think man did i come up with a bad idea (laughs) this episode's just boring and it's gonna have very little to talk about even though we can always find something to talk about but that last 20 seconds was like oh no there's something here for sure (laughs) always has been always will be Oh, it was very, it was very gratifying. But dating, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Maybe they've just gone on like a date, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maybe they're just talking. They can trust each other now. And now they can yeah. proceed forward into, closer. into wherever that may yes. lead them. Orion packs in these thigh <laughs> boots are killing me. <laughs> oh my god. For a second, I thought you just called him Orville Peck. Instead of Orion Peck. Fuck, I, I would pay to see Orville Peck in some thigh high boots. <laughs> oh my god. I would love Orville Peck to voice a Transformer. <laughs> yeah. 
We should we should get Orville Peck on the podcast. <laughs> I think that's aiming higher than Jojo Siwa. They... It's not mm. high. no, not higher than Jojo. No. <laughs> Sorry, I would say no, it's no about the same, and I say that they could be on the same episode. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be so iconic. We just wouldn't talk. That would just not be. We would just be like, okay, we we don't exist. We're just here to monitor this debate. We're just here to watch these two. <laughs> um, let's see. The Insecticons are also in this episode. That is all we will say about the Insecticons. They're like, why are they here? They had to be used She doesn't a- even go here. That it had to be used as a... <laughs> they had to be used as a plot element for uh, Mirage. <laughs> that is the only reason. I guess I you could see, like, a parallel between, like, the infighting that's happening, like, on the Autobot side with the infighting that's happening on the Decepticon side, but it's all glossed over, like, far like far too quickly for, like, any real parallel to be drawn. Yeah. I agree. Okay. I don't know, like, where the Insecticon's feeling left out because the Dinobots got another two-parter. They're <laughs> 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 like... We want an episode. We want an episode. Episode. They still do that thing where they repeat the last. <laughs> oh my god. The the Insecticons. Listen, I love the Insecticons and the Dinobots, but they really are the Dinobots of the fucking Decepticons. Do you think the Insecticons threatened the writers <laughs> to get in this one? We want more screen time. Time. <laughs> The next episode is going to be the Constructicons doing a bank errand. <laughs> um, now it's that's our the way turn. we're going. Turn. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, I keep knocking stuff over. I'm the worst podcaster. Mm, I'd hard, say hard disagree on that. Hard disagree. Joe Rogan's does exist. <laughs> That's right, Joe Rogan. We're coming for you. Whoa. No one is safe. No one's safe. Especially you, Joseph. <laughs> oh. There's, I guess, there's We're coming worse podcasters. coming for you. There's worse podcasters than Joe Rogan. InfoWars? Is that a podcast? There's got to be an InfoWars podcast. It's barely a TV show. <laughs> What is it, (laughs) really? It's a scam. Can it classify as any form of media? (laughs) Just scam, okay. Just scam? Just a scam. It's just a grift. (laughs) Should we just, should we just, should we just go ahead and move on to our segments? I think we've talked about all Um, we need to talk about, unless there's anything. Oh, I mean, unless we want to talk about how... Mirage was like mind controlled for a bit. Well, that I mean that's all there is to say. He was mind controlled for a bit. <laughs> yeah. And mm. 
Yeah, that, that was the hole in his head. Oh, oh, Starscream does call Cliffy Papa. Did you guys catch that? Wait, what? No. He calls him Cliff Jumper. Like, when he confronts Starscream, I forget what he says, but he, like, says Papa. And then Starscream says it back to him, but in a way that's, like, calling him Papa. <laughs> You heard so, the Transformers call each other daddy? Yes. Starscream called Cliff Jumper Papa. I don't want to call you a liar, but I don't remember this happening. It was very quick. I, okay. I, I believe so, you. Like, I, I, it was so quick I didn't write down what was actually said. Don't remember. Okay, so wait, hold on. But I just know that Papa was said. You know Papa. Okay, you know what? I don't. F- Roll the clip. I'm not Roll watching this clip. episode again in my lifetime. I can believe you and be happy with that. <laughs> Jordan, do you feel the same? You I'm know not go- what? I'm going to give Gigi the BOTD on this one. So. Yeah, because I'm not going to go back and watch the episode again. <laughs> they call oh, each other so... Papa. It's now canon within Robots into Guys. Oh, the Insecticons call Mirage a walking garbage can. As well. They say we were deceived by this walking garbage can. I will say I do like the Insecticons on some level better than the Dinobots because at least the Decepticon, the, the, the Insecticons are a bunch of bitches. <laughs> they are a bunch of bitches. Whereas the Dinobots are a bunch of idiots. At least the Insecticons are a bunch of groveling little bitches that are just like... Are, the Dinobots don't have the fucking balls, to, like, the fucking guts to turn on the fucking, uh, uh, to turn on the Autobots, but the fucking Insecticons will shoot a motherfucker if they feel you've taken, like, an ounce of their food. I feel like... Their relationships are different, though. The Insecticons feel like they do their own thing. They have their yeah. own base somewhere else. Yeah, they... <laughs> they're their own... They're their own group. Well, um, bypassing, um, bypassing Dumb Notes with David, it is time for our regular segments, folks. We're going to start off as we always do, uh, and as we will continue to do, uh, with OTP, One Transformers Pairing where we pick the two Transformers that we'd like to see meet on both sides of the bookshelf um, being tended to um, by, uh, by Ryan Pax. Uh, and they sort of look at each other through the space in the bookshelf and make kissy eyes at each other. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off with uh, David. Uh, David, who is your OTP this week? All right, my OTP is actually kind of interesting this week. Oh, it's kind you- of interesting? Which is... Oh, he think he's all interesting and shit. Just because it's not exactly like... Oh, okay, co- okay. Come on, most interesting man in the world. Come on, Dosakis. <laughs> Come on, Dosakis. Give it to us. I don't always write fan fiction, but when I do... <laughs> <laughs> the most interesting man in the world would not write Transformers fan fiction. It's about gay robots fucking. 
God, that's what we should name. That's what we should make the new subtitle of the podcast. <laughs> robots into guys, gay robots fucking. Robots into guys. It's about gay robots fucking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um. I was the only reason I said interesting was because it's not exactly a romantic pairing. I just want to see. Uh, I just want to see. Um, Bombshell and uh, Megatron have like a just have like a, a leaders' night out where they just kind of fucking where they just fucking wait date. have like a night on the town. Yeah, who's Bombshell though? Bombshell is the um, I guess canonical leader of the Insecticons. Ooh. Uh, David, you're not gonna believe this, but Bombshell and Megatron is my <laughs> Oh shit! I, my my pairing though wasn't romantic. I want them to have like a girls' night on the town, where they're just kind of like getting away from their perspective, like asshole underlings. Yeah. Okay, like, that's fair. I want them to have really want. rough sex. Back to you. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like I've described mine, and mine is just I want them to go shopping. Eat a, eat some charcuterie and some wine and fucking bitch about how Starscream and shrapnel ruin everything. But you want them to bone down hard, so let's let's get into that. I just feel like they're they've got so much unresolved tension like during the day that like when they go at it like at night like it's gonna be like like you like you know they're gonna do the nasty. <laughs> Um, like they're gonna, like they're gonna get, like they're gonna get the strap. Like there's gonna be all kinds of like, uh, all kinds of like spitting, <laughs> like uh, bondage. It's gonna it's a lot of friction. And Megatron is much bigger than Bombshell, so there's a lot of opportunities there. Too. It's just a lot of opportunities. Well, uh, well, David, uh, you and I have sort of shown uh, two sides of how this could go. Um, so for a little relief from this, Gigi, what's your OTP this week? Um, I, I'm really tired. Um, so <laughs> my answer for every single one of our segments is just Cliff Jumper and Mirage. I mean, that's... Yeah, we can make that work. I mean, it's kind of like that one joke from... Well, it was an Adult Swim show where it was like, name your, give us your name, rank, and occupation, and or like, give us like, your species name and occupation, and it's like, lizard person, lizard person, and uh, lizard person. <laughs> it's kind of like that, because like, what's your hottest moment? What's your crush? And what's your pairing? Cliff jumper and mirage. Cliff Jumper and Mirage and uh, Cliff Jumper and Mirage. Yeah. I mean, that was the only thing in this episode I really cared about. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's a good. I, I wish I had, like, someone to pair Starscream with. Because f- this episode made me feel like he deserves better. You could pair him with himself, seeing as how there's one scene where there's actually two Starscreams True. on the screen. You know, I'm going to pair Starscream with the game. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's the i guess that's, that's the first not... segment down it's yeah. bombshell and megatron bombshell and megatron and starscream in the game so 
<laughs> Probably our weakest uh, of that segment ever, and yet somehow our best. I would say I would say that's pretty solid, and it's just it's just solid enough that we're gonna go ahead and move on to our next segment, Auto Crush of the Week, uh, where we pick the one Transformer who um, who we love with the same intensity that we do um, that picture of Matt Mickelson in a pink hoodie, where we just sort of stare at it and we wonder, what what, how do I get into that? It's kind of like uh, we'll the Wolverine ahead. looking at a picture meme. We'll go ahead and start <laughs> off with, um, um, well, well, Gigi, well, Gigi uh, you, you, now you, it was interesting. You said that your auto crush of the week was a tie between Cliff Jumper and and Mirage. Uh, but is there one that uh, that you're thinking uh, that you favor uh, more than the other in terms of auto crush of the week? Probably Cliff Jumper, because I thought it was really endearing how, like, you know, his loyalty to the Autobots led him to question Mirage, but, like, the sense of relief he had when he knew that um, Mirage was, like, doing his duty, basically, and, like, being chill um, was really cute. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Good boy. I kind of thought Mirage was like being stupid this episode, so. I gotta prove it. You thought Mirage was being stupid? Yeah. For going in alone. Oh. Like, of course they're gonna Mm -hmm. kidnap you and mind control you. You do. Although, trying to play a trick on the Insecticons was a pretty good prank. (laughs) <laughs> good prank bro um well he succeeded in tricking them he excuse did excuse me yeah. just kind of fucked up at the end there yeah uh Jordan how about you um my auto crush uh, as it is um I wish I wish I keep it I wish I could keep a tally uh, but my auto crush of this week, as it is for many weeks, it's rat, it's Ratchet, um, because, um, and uh, this time instead of instead of me feeling like um, like I felt that he could really protect me, I felt really uh, my heart went out to him because uh, the because of the lack of the overall lack of Autobots in this episode, they forced Mirage outside of the headquarters, and I felt really bad that he was outside of his comfort zone. You felt um, bad that Mirage was that Mirage or that Ratchet was that Ratchet was. Ah, uh, yeah. There was like no Autobots in this episode except Mirage, Cliffy, and um, Ratchet, who's just there a lot of the episode, and he's like, "I don't want to be Wiki here for said this." That Jazz was there too, but I don't believe it. Jazz was like not there. He must have been in like one shot. Um. I just I felt bad that you know Ratchet didn't get to do too many science things. He was too busy like out in the field covering other people's shifts. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was on leave. Um, yeah, they were like, ah, I'm gonna sit this. I'm gonna sit this one out. I can't deal with. I can't deal with them too. 
and Rasha, it's like, all right, finally got to make up a Saturday anyway. So, <laughs> um, for my crush of the week, Transformer, I'm crushing on Robot, I'm crushing on. It's Bombshell because of his, how assertive he is. Overall, Living Being, I'm crushing on. It's that fucking buff old scientist. That's why is he so buff? Oh my god, I was gonna ask. <laughs> It's the buff old scientist at the beginning why of the Why is he so buff, dude? <laughs> hey, dude, why does he have, like, the popped collar that with the fucking disco chest? Right? He's fucking, like... <laughs> in the first shot of the episode, there's, like, a kind of, like, a tubby scientist, and then behind him is a really fucking buff old scientist. Yeah, and he has, like, a posh accent, right? It's so It weird. changes. It changes. It changes. <laughs> I thought yeah. so. It was posh for a moment. So mm. I was like... <laughs> Oh. He was incredibly fit, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Why the fuck were his shoulders so broad? Shit, <gasps> I don't know. It, that was, was my first note. My first note was there's no reason this geezer has to be buff as shit, but thanks. Hey, my first note is science daddies, so, like, I'm there with you. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess they, like, know what Decepticons are. <laughs> that's also true. Um, I was like, do people just know what Decepticons are at this point? There was a poster with Megatron that just said enemy. <laughs> so, they're not very good at the disguise Could part. Can you imagine walking down the street and, like, at a bus stop, there's a poster <laughs> like, a huge cyborg... <laughs> And it just says enemy, and that's all the information you're getting from the government. I would have, I would just think that that's like a like a street artist, like if I was being yeah, a, like a True. street artist's tag or something. True. I should I, make that my tag. I was about to say we should just go around Chicago and put up posters of Megatron's face with the word enemy printed printed across it. That would be really dope. Um, and then in the bottom is a QR code that leads to robots into guys. Can we actually do that? <laughs> Gorilla marketing. Bam. I love it. Crazy move getting into the graffiti scene. Um. Anyways, that's such a good idea. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so our final segment, I guess. Our final segment is we'll jack off to that later where we pick the single sexiest moment of any given Transformers episode. Uh, the one that uh, if we saw it maybe like 10 years before, uh, it might change our lives forever. Um, we'll go ahead um, and... Um, well, you're going first start. this time. That's right. I'm going to <laughs> go ahead and call it right now. The sexiest moment for me uh, it was the moment that Mirage is like two centimeters away from kissing Skywarp. <laughs> oh yeah, when they're oh, wrestling. I about they're... That. Oh yeah, they're like tussling on the ground, and then like it gets slower. <laughs> and, like the faces get closer, and it really was uh, like now kiss. 
kind of moment for me. It was it was it was a very to me to me that was that was very hot because I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god are they going to obviously they weren't going to but at least the show uh, had the decency to blue ball me. Um, Listen, um, that's okay. You know a motherfucking name Mirage is gonna be getting it all over in this episode. You know that's right. Uh, Gigi, I know that you said that uh, we'll, uh, that, uh, uh, mm, Cliff, that Cliff Jumper and Mirage um, was your uh, wheeljack uh, off that later moment, and I'm assuming it's the last, it's the last 20 seconds. Yes. Um, but, right. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Um, and, it, and it is very playful, and it, and it is uh, eminently physical. Do you, is there yeah. anything about it that really put it up there for you? Or just that it's the strongest moment in the episode? Because, I mean, it is. <laughs> it's honestly one of the strongest moments, like, we've gotten in the show, I feel like. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. is just, like, like... a moment of affection between two characters. Um, it's just so flirty. Mm-hmm. It's really playful. Um, and I love that, like, I don't know, Mirage is, like, recovering and Cliff Jumper is, like, hanging out with him and having fun and, like, jumping on him. I know I said I'd never watch this episode again, but I may watch those last 20 seconds again. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Sorry, go ahead, Gigi. And the line where he's like, I think I have a hole in my head, too, is really cute like mm-hmm. he feels crazy for being so like i don't know an asshole <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking like for his feelings for mirage mm-hmm. like crazy in love crazy in love. <laughs> i can't say it without saying it like that crazy uh, in love accidentally in <laughs> i'm in love i'm in love i'm in love i'm in love um, All right. Okay. Okay. There's only so much of white people singing "Counting Crows" that I can do <laughs> on this podcast. So, uh, David, take us home now. Uh, what is your wheeljack out to that later? Pave paradise. <laughs> oh my God! Can we not? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh. You want me to take you home? I will. It's got to be just um. Opti- Ooh, bop, bop. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Jordan has left the call. <laughs> um, what, you don't have a little bit of hanging around in you, in you also? What? You want that's, my... one of, that's one of the... That's, that's a Counting Crows song, Hanging Around. One word. Bad, bad band. Oh, see, I don't even know that song. <laughs> oh. You want my, my moment? Okay. It's, um... Optimus Prime's little sexy slide he does down the hill. <laughs> when he's running, then he stops and he does a little skid down the hill. I don't know why, but that just really did it for me. That's it. You think it comes back to that playfulness that we were talking about with the last 20 seconds? I think so. I guess it's playful. It's kind of, uh, it's just very confident of him. It's very, just, I don't know. What can I say? 
I love it. <laughs> we sliding. Oh. Um, you love to see it. We love to see you it. You always love to see it. Always love to see them. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening uh, to Robots Into Guys. We are possibly going to start working on a monthly schedule. So uh, in order to keep up with all of us, uh, Gigi, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Gigi Vines on Instagram and via email if you wish to email me. It's at gmail.com. Sorry for the email. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, David, where can people go to dunk on you? People can go to one uh, kiddo tick one. That's one K I T O T I K one on Instagram. Or you can go to David Thorpe on YouTube to dunk on me. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Elefante Triple One. That's E L E F A N T. E triple one. We will be back in one month uh, with our coverage of Generation One of Transformers animated series. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on the podcast app of your choice. Leave a five star review if you can, and don't forget to follow the social media for the podcast at Robots Into Guys on Instagram, and we should be rolling out the official Twitter account. Uh, no blue uh, with blue check uh, to come. It's certain to, it's certain to come. We're popular, we're hot, we're young. It's gonna happen. Um, so we will see you all on the very next episode. as always, thank you for supporting uh, the podcast and I hope that everyone and we hope that everyone uh, is staying is staying safe uh, and um, staying well and. All right. as well uh, as you can. Yes. As, I, as well as you can. Stay safe. Stay home. Stay happy. Well, no one can stay happy because no one's happy. Oh. Anyways. Live happy. Live healthy. <laughs> That's Shall all we? state, Stan. Are you in good hands? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Is that all state? Is that what I'm thinking? No, that's not all state. <laughs> I thought when you're happy, you're healthy was Olive Garden. Is it? Okay, it's from something. Olive Garden Wait, is no. when you're here, you're family. Yeah, when you're here, you're healthy. <laughs> that is definitely... That may be what Olive Garden says, but it isn't what Olive Garden is. When you're here, you're healthy with our um, limitless breadstick option. Any food that's limitless, right? Health goes right out the window. It could be carrot bottomless, sticks. Bottomless soups. <laughs> <laughs> bottomless soups. Bottomless, bottomless soups. soups sounds like the most disappointing gentleman's club. All right, what are <laughs> we does. going to do for... Uh, should we do it in unison? Should, we did it in a round last time. We could do um, it... There, aren't those the only two? What if we um, do it? I, we did it in baby voice once. We did. Or maybe more than and we once. We did it as old people as well. We could do it in the minor key. How do... See, I don't really know music. I don't know music well enough to do it in the minor key either. What would that be? Transformers. Robots into guys. That's I just... feel like that's just the harmony, though. 
Yeah, that's just also just me doing it deeper. I'm pretty sure that's not the minor key. Ooh, what if we do it like Catholic? Transformers. Robots Bye. Bye.